the Human Behind the Chair podcast. My guest today, her name is Nancy Linares, and she's a hairstylist from Montreal. She's amazing, talented, funny, very honest. And let's welcome her, everybody. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. I know we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Zoom wasn't working, so now we're using Skype. <laughs> Yeah, I'm old school, so obviously technology is not my strength. I'm very young, but girl, <laughs> I still t- type with my two index fingers, you know? It's fine, it's <laughs> fine, it's fine, don't worry. So let's get into it. So were you born and raised in Montreal? Yeah, so born, well, my parents come from El Salvador. El Salvador. Uh, we were uh, raised here in Montreal. Actually, we grew up in Villeray. Uh, me and uh, my brother, I only have a sibling. So yeah, pretty much uh, grew up in Montreal for a long, long time. Yeah. And it's amazing. I love this city. It's so nice. Uh, were, um, your parents from El Salvador, how long? When did they come to Canada? And for how um, long? So they uh, went to, they came to Canada, like there was war in El Salvador. Uh, for a very long time, it was really, really, really discouraging for the people over there. So they just snuck in illegally, and people came legally. Like, uh, for my, for example, my dad came legally, and my mom came twice illegally, and uh, they just got their citizenship since when she, uh, since Canada noticed that in El Salvador there was war. So uh, they just gave a lot of citizenship. So there is a lot, a huge, huge, huge population here of uh, Salvadorian people in Canada. A lot in Montreal, a lot in Vancouver. It's the way it is. <laughs> yes. I feel like um, Montreal and Vancouver, we have a lot of immigrants and people coming from other countries as like um just because their their home wasn't good after the war. Like my mom came after the war as well. Like a bunch of my family did too. She um, came here illegally too, I think, as a refugee. But I think she had to like pay her way in to get on the boat, and she had to like fake um, her birth date because she they only allowed um, older people, and she was younger, yeah. so she lied about her age. And like even to this day, she doesn't remember how old she is. <laughs> oh damn! But that's what it is, though. Sadly, there's a lot of people that lie. There's a lot of people, yeah. you know, when you're like fleeing the war, like. Dude, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> it's survival, honestly. Yes, survival I, of the fitness for real. I can't imagine like we're so I don't know. I can't have that mentality that they have. They're so strong. I know. Like how the hell do you do that? It's I so, couldn't. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, did you go to school here at a young age? Like did you go to like elementary, high school, and everything here as well? Yeah, so elementary, all uh, elementary and secondary, all in French. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, my French is good, but since it's very anglophone based at my house, right? Um, like I had so much of a struggle with my French, especially the written part, uh, oh. grammar. Oh, girl. Girl. Fuck that. <laughs> I fucked that <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I mean, same. Look, I. I my my English growing up I had to learn English my first language is Vietnamese and like I had to be in ESL which is like English second language in Vancouver because I was that bad like um, that's crazy so Vancouver and all these steps and now, now you're back here in Montreal or like yeah exactly <laughs> wow that's crazy that's I find that's very intense because change uh 
it's it's adapting it's so hard but I understand when we're kids it's very we're very adaptable like human beings at that age it's crazy but like me I'm just like I stay here my whole (laughs) life so I'm like when people are like yeah I went from this place to that place to this place I'm like whoa you're you're amazing I love (laughs) I don't like change I'm gonna be honest being a hairdresser I don't like change but I try to push myself as much as I can yeah but, and how yeah. was how was your experience growing up with your brother and then going to school here in French did your parents like speak English at home or did they speak like what do they normally speak in El Salvador it's Spanish yeah so yeah. El Salvador it's Spanish uh we our first language is English okay because like my parents are like uh we're not in El Salvador like you know we're in another opportunity land and here it's basically basically English yes French but, you know, if you want to go around the world, they're like, you're going to have to learn English first. And then after it's like, a, you know, you could pass by any country and everybody speaks at least a base of English, you know. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you know, they're going to learn French at school. And we kind of like learned French and Spanish at the same time. So I find with everybody in my family, I, I speak a different language. Let's say my dad, I speak mostly English with my mom Spanish and the mix of English a bit and my brother mainly like English and French English and French that's so funny like everyone is so it's so different in your family yeah like I, I would never talk like French to my parents that'd be so weird in my eyes <laughs> or I don't talk to my dad in Spanish sometimes I do but it's like Ew, you know that's kind of weird <laughs> you know it's weird eh because <laughs> yeah. you're so used to speaking to them in a certain type of way are, are your parents like super strict growing up or like they're more lenient like you living in Montreal and growing up here um, I find that yeah they kind of were strict but in an easygoing way weirdly um I just find that my parents were very very direct uh, I find the fact that they had a, had us at an older age, you know, they were like in their 30s, it creates more um, severe, like structured parental ways, you know, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> because I guess they they don't have any patience or like, you know, their patience is less, I would say maybe, I think. Uh, I find <laughs> when you have like, oh, well, when I had friends that had younger parents, I found their parents were so cool. They would do like random, like we would do field trips with parents, you know, when we were in elementary school. And I remember when it was like my mom was like super like doll. And when (laughs) like my friend's mom would come and I was like, oh my God, she's so crazy. And they would do like crazy stuff with us. Be like, oh, let's go sneak in over there. Let's go have fun. And my mom was always like, no, stay in line. Just go with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess maybe it was I don't know. I think maybe they're more I don't know, just serious maybe. Yeah, cuz they're but, older. Uh, yeah. Much much older, I find. But at the end of the day, I find they like constructed us so well because we're very strong. Like I find me and my brother mentally, we're very direct, we're very like, you know, two choices yes no black and white yeah it's I just find it uh, I uh, developed that you know that type of I don't know it's it's a hard it's to explain. mentality almost eh? yeah I would say yeah. because I find there's a lot of people they when they first meet me sometimes they're like oh you're so direct or oh you're so this and I'm like <laughs> 
Well, what other way is there, you know? I know, I know. <laughs> I get told I'm the like, same, too. But I feel I like it's a culture it, thing. Yeah, I, I think, right? Um, but I find it's, it's a, I think it's a good way because at the end of the day, uh, you don't sugarcoat stuff. And you mean what you say. And if it's yes, it's yes. And if it's no, it's no, you know? And that also helps out being a hairdresser. (laughs) I think so, too. I was going to say that. I was like, I feel like it makes your job easier, if anything, because it's like, it's no bullshit. It's so hard nowadays to be, um, uh, just find uh, so much honesty. I find it's it's really weird in any domain, you know, when people are so honest and like upfront about their uh, jobs, you're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I find it actually refreshing, you know. Me too. Because me too. Uh, you could uh, you could be down to earth with somebody and like talk about your options in any domain, you know, and I find it's beautiful. But yeah, you always have, you know, the type of people that want to swerve and be kind and, you know, and just try to sugarcoat it. But at the end of the day, you know, there's there's only it is one what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing. It is what it is. Uh, 2020 slogan. <laughs> Seriously, I am. And yeah, what, um, growing up and having immigrant parents, did you find that you struggled a lot with your identity? Did you find that it was harder or it wasn't too, because just like with the culture difference between here and kind of your parents where they grew up, did you find that communication was hard for you? Um, I'm going to say no. Yes, sometimes, but no, because I find that my parents really, really adapted well to this society. Um, they were just, I felt, I don't know if this is good or bad, but when they came here, I felt like they came here and they left their past behind, you yeah. know, uh, both of them, my mom and my dad, they're like, well, this is a new beginning. We're going to start fresh. Like the country that they chose were, it was very adaptable for them to become who they wanted to be, you know, in society. Um, so on that point, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. We kind of grew up a bit like Americanized, you know. Right. Of we spoke course. English, you know, we watch a lot of American TV, like a lot of sitcoms, stuff like that, cartoons. And um, we celebrated like the holidays. Like for me, Canada Day, like we have to celebrate it. <laughs> it's a must. Yes. In our family. (laughs) Weirdly, I remember we would go to like random beaches in Ontario and there was like cops. Like, oh yeah, this is the story. Sorry. I just have to say this because it's like as Canadian as my dad is. Uh we had a a van back then and he literally put on the Canadian flag on the back of our van. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so cute. The whole back windshield. Okay, and the, there's a cop that pulled us over, and the cop was like, "Hey, that's like, uh, like it's not safe because you can't see the cars in the back. You have to pull it down." <laughs> and my dad was like, "Yeah, okay, cool, fine, we'll take it off." And like the the cop was like, really like, "Wow, you guys are really like patriotic and all that." And he looked at our um, license plate, and he's all like, "But you guys are from Quebec." And oh my like, god. <laughs> They were so confused. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and no, my dad was like, yes, we're from Quebec. And they're like, oh, not a lot of Quebecers here in Ontario. Not a lot. And they just found it really, really, really weird. 
Yeah, they were like, what the hell? Because it's such a, it is, like, it's a very, like, half-half, but a lot of people are separatists here, so I'm sure they were so confused, like. Yeah, it is, especially me, uh, my boyfriend, he's Quebecer, so when it's the 24th of uh, June, it's Saint-Jean-Baptiste, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, let's celebrate, and he's like, no, (laughs) no. We don't do this. We, we don't, don't do this here. <laughs> no, we don't do this here. And I'm like, yeah, you have to be, you know, you have to be proud, you know? And uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I find that um, the rest of Canada, they're, they're patriotic in a sense, but um, they don't celebrate the same as they do in the States. You know, in the States, it's like the 4th of July. They, they're very patriotic compared to Canada where, like, I feel like we're proud. And even Quebec, too, like, we're proud to be Canadian. But it's not like that where, like, it's a humongous thing all the time, you know? Well, I find in any culture, it's a huge thing. I remember in high school, um, it was a very multi-ethnicity uh, school. A lot of countries, any country, you name it, I'm sure there was somebody in there. Um, when it was their independence day of their country, like the whole congregation was like wearing flags Aww, and jerseys. So yeah, I remember, especially when it was like um, the Central America Independence Day. It's always like the 15th of uh, September. And we were all with our jersey, our flags, like n- like I would say half of us, half of us were, were born there, but the other half were born like, you know, here and other places. Uh and we would like fully like proud, 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 you know. So I guess I grew up with that mindset. You have to be proud of all your roots, you know, from yeah. where you go. So, and yeah. do you? And it's kind of cool. You went to a high school that was a lot more multicultural. So did you find that um, you didn't have much issues of like self identity? You didn't have any issues with you know, like racial remarks or kind of experiences in high school I'm not gonna lie no <laughs> that's amazing no I that's was, really good I'm a very I'm a very lucky person because I just didn't happen I, I think it happened once in my life there was or twice that there was like inappropriate racial stuff um but I it didn't affect me because I don't know I was just raised with a mindset like this is who you are like you're born in a land of opportunities and your background will, will not hold you back, you know? And, um, yeah, I think that's a, like, I swear, like that's something that I find that my parents really like educated on uh, us is that we had to learn our values at a young age, uh, anything, any type of values. And you really had to push yourself to, you know, if you get to be extremely successful, don't forget where you came from, you know? Yeah. It's very important to our family. And uh, not only, like, uh, your heritage, but yourself. Like, me being a woman, my dad, like, I think I was, like, five. He was like, if you get married, you better have your job. <laughs> like, you better have a job. They're so, you like... <laughs> Yo, oh, I swear, like, at five, like, I was like, ooh, okay, sir. Yeah, like he used to repeat these random things like if I would get married, I better have a job because if I get divorced, I'm gonna fall off my money and not right. his money. And all these like independent stuff. So I think that they created a massive independent robot sometimes. 
I kind of love that though because a lot of cultures it's different, right? Especially for women, they expect they're like, oh, you marry a rich man, you you know, you have them take care of you, you want to be the housewife. A lot of cultures yeah. push that, and I love that your your dad was like, nah, be your woman, <laughs> like girl. I swear, like it was half and half because there was always like that uh, soft smoothness to my mom. She was like, uh, learn how to cook and clean, and like you know the regular uh, housewife. Um, you know, just random, you know, cooking the food, doing the, the cleaning, you know, I think all immigrant moms do this, uh-huh. you know, but I find that my dad was like, hell no, you, you like, you could learn that, but you have to learn also how to work and you can't rely on just staying home, you know? I really, it was I think very so cool. You, got, you had a nice mix. Because one is like, be independent, one was like, but you still have to learn these things. Because even though, yes, they're considered more housewife things, uh, but it's still good to know to how to cook, how to clean, it, whether you have a partner or not, to just to be able to take care of yourself, right? Yeah, very much. It was, um, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't want to stay home and like, you know, be the housewife, da, da, da. And at the other side, I was like, but it must be good to stay home and just like, you know, when you do a meal for somebody or clean your house or whatever, you feel good, no? You're like, you do, you know, accomplished and whatever. But also being a go getter and just doing your bread, you know, your little coins there. Like, yes. it's also satisfying, I find. So I find both worlds can combine and, you know, they could both coexist. 100%. What are what are some struggles that you you went through in your teenage years? Just because I know that you know teenage years you're 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 freaking awkward. You're like you know you go through hormones, especially for girls. Us we change a lot from like 13 to 16. What are some struggles that you went through? I'm laughing because uh well I don't like obviously you haven't met me yet, but I'm like the regular big mouth okay. <laughs> I love I'm that. a big mouth and I'm a big mouth. You know I'm very. I'm very happy and joyous and like ex- I always express myself and back then I would extremely express myself even at a point now I'm like I can't believe I hadn't got like nobody beat me up back then. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I remember at a young age like there was some friends they were like somebody's gonna put you in your place you know and I was like yes yeah, somebody will you know put me in my place one day <laughs> but you're like yeah. I'm a wait I'm a wait <laughs> Even now, sometimes I'm like, ooh, <laughs> let me calm myself down, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> at the contrary, I find that I was just a crazy big mouth and I was loud as hell and trying all these random things. And, you know, the I just think I was an adult that did too many things. And my mom was like, oh, shit, my kid has ADD. I'm sure I pretty have ADD. <laughs> or something or I don't know I was really like I always had to go out I always had to like go and dance and just I was a really social person um I love to talk to everybody um even the nerds like there was no class in my eyes I was like yo you're a person let me talk to you you know <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah I find I was a very social person I remember in class, they would change me all the time. They're like, stop talking, move over there, stop talking. (laughs) You're a true extrovert. You're like the real extrovert. Really? I was like, and no shame. I was like, hey, what you doing? Like, and the person (laughs) was introverted. And I was like, you know, I was just like, oh, you have that CD. Oh, let's talk about that. And we would just talk, you know? 
It was very intense, but I think I got that at a young age. This is another thing. I think my parents just put me in a lot of different situations and they're like, let's see how she's going to come out of it. Yeah. I remember, I remember I was like seven, eight and they would like force me and my brother to talk to their friends. Oh, it was so annoying. I was like, oh shit, what am I going to tell this person? I know. <laughs> like, like, how do you relate? <laughs> I know. How do you relate? What do you talk about? Like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh yeah, so the weather's nice, you know, and <laughs> all these little stupid, like awkward oh conversations. But I find that pushed me out of my comfort zone at a young age. And I was like, no, you could always socialize with people, even though you don't have, um, uh I don't know there's I find everybody has a point in common with somebody else I find in general even if it's the smallest thing I remember at a in high school there was like some friends of mine used to date like these awkward girls and I was like damn why she like why doesn't why doesn't she like come with the group you know and chill and talk and they were just shy yeah you know but I know that some people take shyness as maybe cockiness or, um, you know, rude. you think too much of, yeah, rude yeah. or you think, and I was just like, no, I don't think that's what's up. So I would just go and talk to them and be like, hey. And then I noticed that some of these girls had point, like, I really had no interest with them, but they like all these things that I didn't like. So I was just like, yeah, I don't like this because of that. And they're like, yeah, I know, right? So that would become that point of interest and just continue a conversation with them, you know, and then they would open up and then it, the conversation will become less awkward, you know. For sure. So how was it like growing up with a brother? Is he older or younger? <laughs> um, <laughs> you laugh. I love because it's a hate-love relationship with this man. I love him so much. <laughs> but it was like just fun because we were almost the same age. He's uh, a year and a half older than me, so we are very close in age, um, and we used to watch everything together. Since it's, like, the same age, you know, there's more interest of, like, going and playing the same games, so I think because of that, our ages were so close. It was, it almost felt like if he was my twin in a way sometimes. Oh, yeah? That's so funny. When we were kids, when we were kids, it was like that. Yeah. Because sometimes older. I was like, no, uh, older, it, it became a little hectic. But now that we're much older, it's becoming more closer, like when we were kids, you know, and we have more patience for each other. It's like when you said, you know, when you're a teenager, you're all rebellious, da da da, you change, then you like smack out of it, like you snap out of it, and, you know, you become the person who you are. Yeah. Do, um, you, do you think that you and your brother were both rebellious, or was it mostly him or mostly you? Oh my God, me! I was such, uh, <laughs> I was so uh, like the black sheep in this family. Like I said, I did so much stuff. I would go out. I would, you know, just do random things that my brother would not do, or maybe I don't know of. <laughs> you never but, know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The the quiet ones are the worst ones. That's what I hear, you know. <laughs> but um. I don't know. I just find he's more introverted. He's quiet. He's really quiet. Me, I'm like loud as hell, you know. And um, I think that's what complemented each other. Yeah. But um, yeah, when we were like teenager years, like, yeah, we kind of like took our ways 
or we would live in the same household. We get mad at each other and we would not talk to each other for a month. Shut like, up. That's <laughs> a long time. You guys like, like silent treatment, like silent treatment to a, to a point that like, let's say we're both watching the same like TV shows, obviously. And nobody would no talk, you know, like we would laugh at the TV, but not with each other. Each like, other. Oh, so funny. <laughs> you know, you just be like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Were you guys like, get, you guys mostly did silent treatments. Did you guys get into like, you know, like brothers and sisters, they fight and they have like physical fights sometimes. Was it mostly just silent treatment or you guys went physical sometimes too? silent treatment mostly we we were not allowed to be physical with each other our, our parents would not let it happen no even I, at a point uh, my mom would be like hey I, I like I noticed you guys aren't talking to each other and I was like yeah he's not talking to me so I'm not talking to him you know <laughs> and uh at the end of the day like when my parents thought it was enough they would literally like put us together and we would they would obligate us to communicate and like deal our problems yeah yeah it was annoying at the beginning but I find it was like that's why I I just find like my parents did so many little situations where I had to like push my comfort zone out and I was like I don't want to talk to him and I had to (laughs) at the end of the day you know yeah and you know problems got resolved you know by talking and I was like oh well that's the easier way to like get the job done you know yeah, your parents are masterminds, man. They're like pushing Girl. you, but just enough that you know you're not gonna break, but enough that you grow, you know. <laughs> Yo, I miss the days where you know we used to get a good whooping, you know. <laughs> oh my god, same. Oh my god. Because one, there was there was a point they were like, I can't whip you no more, so I'm gonna like create another bomb in your head, so it's gonna be worse than like a little smack on the butt, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, shit, why did they make me think about these things? Like, can't you just whoop me, like, once, like, here, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Please, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't want, like, these tormented things. Like, when they say or, like, they would speak to you, like, oh, I thought it was too much. I was like, oh, my God, I'm disappointed at you. That shit, oh, hurt, I don't, you know. They, gu- they make you feel so guilty. You're like, oh, I feel, you know. Yeah, failed, like shame. Ugh. I was like, no, no, just hit me, you know. <laughs> You're like, just I'm done doing. It. <laughs> exactly, it was crazy, but it was a good. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I had a good childhood, good teenager years. I did a lot of mistakes. Ugh, so much mistakes. <laughs> but what are some mistakes it. that you have made, but you learn from? Oh, girl, like I think everybody did this when they were younger. Uh, you know, steal. Yeah. Shoplift. Mm, yeah, yeah, I did mm-hmm. that. And, oh, girl, what did this say? <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Like, the reaction from the parents hurt more, you know? Yeah, um, I know. I, my mom was like, damn, like, I don't give you enough money. Like, you know I what know, my you feel so bad. Was? Yo, my punishment was like, here, here's another, here's more money. And I was like, oh. Dude, I don't want like, it. It's not the money. It's not the money. I'm just being rebellious and stupid. <laughs> exactly. I felt so bad. And instead of punishing me and da da da, they were like, that's what I mean. They're like, fucked up these parents. Like, they, you know, they puppet you, you know? They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm not going to punish you. I'm going to give you more money. Because they knew that I had uh, the values they gave me were there, you know? My conscience did not let me 
like be normal and calm about the situation I was like oh fucked it up (laughs) what are what are some other um lessons that you learned well uh being in a hectic school uh in high school I went to Lucien Paget it was pretty hectic like there was a lot of bullying yeah. Uh, there was a lot of fights. Oh, girl, there was so much fights. Oh, my God. Like, you came out, you graduated, and you also came out a boxer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, were you in a lot of the fights as well, or not too much? You- so many. Oh, my God, so many fights. Oh, my God. So many fights. You, you uh, end up um, learning how to defend defend yourself like verbally and like physically yeah it's crazy yo back then like I had the shape now I know (laughs) yeah but it was hard it was really hard uh but at the same time like I find it was a fun time because I'm I'm just telling all my clients these stories about how it was back then and they're like damn like it sounds like jail you know yeah and it, it it did, but no, it's just that we were young and stupid. Like we would yeah. get so provoked easily back back then. I find, like I think because we're just sensible. You're you're hormonal. You're sensitive, and you you're more defensive about everything. Yeah, you're defensive, and you're learning who you are. Like as mm-hmm. like let's say where I was, the pride of your nationality was so important. Um, knowing that you were, it was super like. Like in the movies, like you had your Latinos and you like your black people, Asians and white people. I'm, I swear it was like that. And when you were in those groups, you know, you had so many people from different cultures and like really pushing it. Music, um, uh, history wise, uh, so many like different uh, points of the culture, you know, and that makes you proud. And I felt like that's when I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm Latina and like I'm I'm very proud of where I am. And it just like pushed on more of what my parents would tell, tell me. So at the end of the day, I find those kids like we were very cocky. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were so cocky. I find uh, we would say what we like thought all the time. It was not always like interesting, but we said it, you know, you're like, I, just I don't find care. That- <laughs> You know, I swear, I felt that we grew up in an environment, and even, like, I remember Quebecers, they were, like, very proud of being Quebecers, you know? Yeah. And I just found it was so beautiful because, you know, you get to learn people from, like, have friends and relationships from people from all types of countries, and that's what our friends were, you know? We had, like, um, we were, like, six, and we all had different nationalities. It was beautiful. The food was amazing. <laughs> That was the best part. <laughs> that was literally the best. You know what is? Why I love about, like different cultures is honestly the food because every culture spices their food completely differently, and the way they make it and why they make it and how it came to be is like it's amazing, honestly. Oh yeah, I remember I had a Sri Lankan best friend, and girl, I was I used to go like had like a little like uh cough and I was like oh I'm a little bit stuffy and her mom would do like biryani yeah it was like this dish uh meats very spicy meat very spicy like the spices like I could see through time bro it was so (laughs) intense but once I go out I'll be like oh my god I'm cured you know (laughs) yeah because it opens up everything 
Yeah, so good. It was so nice. And, you know, you get to meet all their parents and, you know, you share a relationship with their parents and they talk to you about how it was in their country. And it's very nice, the little, you know, stories, anecdotes that they shared with us. So I thought it was cute. Yeah. And after high school, did you, where did you go? Did you go to Sejap or did you go to Harrison School right away? Um, I graduated really late because I was not good at school. Like mainly the French like fucked me up. <laughs> so it's bad. honestly all good. Honest, I don't even know how I passed high school. So for French, I'm like, I don't even know how. I think the teachers like me and they just said, it's fine here. <laughs> just go. Oh my God. I caused, I caused so much trouble. I'm like, they're like, fail, fail. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm not giving this bitch another chance, like, <laughs> fail, like, move, you know? And um, I I find because of that, you know, I was not as well at school. And I find also the teachers that we have, obviously, it was like a poor side uh, high school, you know? Yeah. The teachers were very, um, you know, I'm paid. I don't care if you don't understand. They don't care. Like, yeah, they don't care. They used to tell them that all the time. They're like, I don't care if you don't understand. I'm paid, you know? And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. So because of that, I was very not motivated. So I ended up in a um, high school for adults. Yeah. Uh, I went to Marianne. And I was just doing my dues, I guess. Yeah. I did two years over there. And I finished my... Um, uh I got my high school diploma and but what I found weird because since it's like all a school you know of kids that don't like school the teachers are excellent really the best teachers I ever had were in there in that school they were so patient and so like like if you didn't understand they would show you like 15 other ways to understand you know it was not like in high school that's no, that's what you thinking. wish that all teachers were like, you know? I swear. Like, I find also, since I remember those teachers were a little bit, you know, I just find the generations, they're more severe, strict, you know, because their teachers were severe and strict. Right. And now the teachers, you know, there's so much knowledge now on different type of methods of learning. You, I find kids now, if you're dyslexic, if you have, like, a trouble automatically they know yeah like me back then and I was talking to this with my boyfriend I was like if you had a problem you were like shipped to this random class you know like yeah but they didn't know what to do with you exactly they didn't didn't know know. what to do they did not know what to do and now I find there's so many specialists if there's something up with your kid we know and there's like a thousand ways to go now with your kid yeah which is beautiful because it's gonna make better uh human beings I find in my head yeah because you don't go through life having a chip on your shoulder while like you know like I feel stupid all the time right because like when you, yeah you do you you grow up like I, I feel like I had that where you know I had a hard time learning and you know my mom was Vietnamese and it was just harder because I never had help at home we couldn't afford okay. tutoring right okay. so I always felt like I'm just not a smart person which is not true but I like the chip is still there no matter what for sure I find also like you said you know our resources back then there was no phones there was no, no uh you know that you you have random questions you like google like I don't know like how tall was Jesus you know you say things like that you know boom you got an yeah, answer exactly but back then you had to go to the library check out all these books and then boom you you randomly read the wrong book so you have to go do your research again and da 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 
So that's how it was back then. And like you said, you had parents that, you know, didn't know the language well. I remember like my mom's level of school was primary, you know. So my mom she too. was learning at the same state as me. Like I remember yeah. she would read in French with me mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, okay. You know, she's learning with me. Yeah. So I, it was hard. I remember like when my dad, he has like a higher um, education uh, level than my mom. So it was a little bit more easier sometimes with him, but he was really severe. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was hard, <laughs> you know? Like I did like since I was the baby, I'm not gonna lie, I I, I had smooth sailings. Yeah. But with my brother do so bad, it felt so bad. <laughs> it's always the like oldest that gets like the worst beatings and the worst like everything, you know? And, like the expectations are so much higher. So and they get in trouble because you got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was just like, damn, you got whooped because you didn't know your multiplication table? Shit. I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, okay. Once it was me, I was like, okay, you concentrate, concentrate. Yeah. And it it was better because he had more patience with me because he already went through it with my brother, you know. Yeah. Well, just little things like that. But uh, yeah, studying was intensely hard for me. I think even me now, I find I have a lot of problems like inverting letters and numbers, especially. Yeah. So I think I'm dyslexic. I'm not gonna lie there. Yeah. You probably I are. I think I have. Yeah. yeah, I think I am. But like, I, I, I'm not even sad about it. I'm like, no. Statistically, there's a lot of Latinos who are dyslexic. I'm like, yo, calm down, I'm Latino. Let me, <laughs> let me have my second. You know, let me have the time to recount. You know, like. Yeah. But the, these things happen, and I just thank God, like where I am, I'm more cautious and more open about these situations, because. I'm sure I remember back then if you had a problem, you know, um, anything learning or temper, like you were like really judged back then. I remember. Yeah, you were looked down upon a lot. Yeah, a lot. I was like, oh, damn, no, I'm good. Now it's know. like you're quirky if you <laughs> like the yeah, Gen Z no, is different. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a time uh, everybody's proud of what they are, and yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing, you know. Yeah, I find times is- have changed drastically I think it's cool because we I think we were like one of the last generations that um grew up knowing kind of what what it was before technology you know Mm -hmm. so we kind of have like both worlds of we know how it's like with and without and like it's it's really different for kids who now are born and all they know is technology it's kind of insane like five-year-olds know how to use a tablet it I don't even know how to use it properly. It's like, scary. Oh. yo, didn't you see me like struggling <laughs> with all this? You were struggling today. <laughs> no, that was me, bro. <laughs> but it's true. It's scary. It's freaky sometimes to know that these kids like don't even know how. You know, they just pick it up and they 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 know how to make it work. It's very intense. It's it's cool too at the same time. Kind of- You know, it's it's another side of, you know, intelligence, you know, that we don't understand because we're sure. a new generation. Me, yeah. I'm just like, oh, shit, freaks me out because, you know, I'm more old school on that side. I'm like, oh, technology. You know, I'm young, but I'm, my mentality is very old school sometimes. Yeah. And then after your, you went to um, adult ed, did you go to hairdressing? 
Because I know um, Diane yeah. was saying that you met each, you guys had met each other in Hessian school. Uh, yeah. Um, so I remember in, um, wait, what was it? Uh, adulting uh, school, there was like this random class that were teaching us about DEP. Uh, no, wait, yeah, it's DEP. So there's, it's just random programs that you do like a little formation like in, we did in hair school. So back then, like DAP, it was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like this is yeah. not an option. For me, DAP was like, you really failed, you know, like you can't even take your DAS. You have to do a DAP now. Like what the hell? So I was just like, what the hell is this? This doesn't make sense. But since I graduated very late, I saw all my friends, my classmates in CGEP. And they did not stop bouncing from program to program to program to program. And I was like, damn, I don't want to do that, you know? That seems... And they looked, like, discouraged because the job was harder, you know, in CGEP. So I was just like, well, I have nothing to lose. You know, I graduated. Let me just try this um, DAP in hairdressing. So I did it. And uh, I met Jan there. And we graduated. It was very fun. This class that we had was very special, supposedly, but in the moment I did feel special because we were just mixed again. So many different nationalities in the course. Yeah. And our teachers would tell us, oh, this, it's never happened, you know, like usually it's only like a couple of, you know, different ethnicities, but majority Quebecers, you know. And they were just shocked at it. They were like, oh my God, you guys come from everywhere, you know. But in my head, it was like, you know, it's the normal, like, I had that in high school. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a cool class. You know, there's a lot of ethnicities. We're just mixing and, like, talking. It was very fun. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very cool. And and how, what made you decide to do, to after graduating, to continue doing hair? Like, did you go to that program and, like, fall in love with hair? Or are you just still trying it out? Well, uh, being, well, already that I chose hairdressing I was just like what can I lose like I didn't I didn't even want to be a hairdresser to be honest I remember in class they were like oh okay everybody tell your names and why you're here everybody was like oh it's my dream I've been wanting to be a hairdresser and I was like oh I didn't want to go to so yeah that's that's why I'm here and (laughs) I have nothing to lose and mainly I went there to be honest because of my mom because she was never happy at the hairdresser, never. Because I find the communication was off, extremely off. Yeah. So I was like, well, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, at least I could do my mom's hair, you know? I said that to myself. So I think that's one of the reasons why I did it. But after when I graduated, I was just like, this is pretty fun. But I wasn't crazy in love, you know? But when I was in school, I was already working for a company. Uh, it was a Quebecer company, and it had a lot of um, uh, des succursales, sorry, uh, in Montreal and Quebec. And they had a lot of boutiques also that had uh, professional hair products sold to the public. Yeah. So I was working there while I was at school. That's okay. really cool. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> when I got the interview, they're like, oh, yeah, did you have your hairdressing diploma I was like no I'm doing it and they're like well I'm going out on the limb here I'm gonna <laughs> take you but you really have to finish your course and I was like yeah yeah I got you like um, I really want to finish it anyways but I was so shy you know like because it's a real 
like it's a domain you know Harry yeah. it was starting in my domain there so I did a lot of um uh sales and I learned a lot about like uh hair care routine a lot of hair product lines like there's so much I'm like there's so many out there oh my god it's insane you know it's like it goes to I don't know and then after you have your hair tools and oh my god that too there's always like one that's oh yeah it's the best oh yeah it's the best there's never a best you know to be honest no because like, there's always one coming out yeah but I can't be as honest as this like I hope people like really hear this out there's not a best product it doesn't no. exist because we all have different hair very true. just the best that. product for you made for yeah, your hair exactly yeah because like I know there's some girls like they were had like crazy curly hair dry scalp they're like this is the best product ever and I would put my hair and I was like oh it's so greasy yeah <laughs> you know, I was like oh my god well that's not for me and then they would be like oh why you don't like it and I was like well it's not for me you know and yeah. you learn these things <clears throat> but it's good to have options so like I said there's so many products but that means there's so many solutions if one doesn't work exactly so the much I learned well, there's, there's there's so much different hair textures out there there's different skin types too everyone's scalp is different as well right and after you graduated, you worked there. Did you stay there for a long time at that company or did you work at a salon after? Yeah, so that company had a couple of stages that you could choose from. So you had the boutiques, you had these little like school type uh, salons, yeah. and then you had the regular salons that everybody yeah. knows. Them. So while being in the boutique, I was like, well, you know, I have to do my, um, uh, my uh, mustache. So I yes. went to the salons. And I was like, oh, like, it's beautiful. I was like, this sounds so beautiful. I want to work here. And people are so well-dressed and all that. I was like, oh, my God, this is my dream. I would want to work here, you know. And with time, um, they, I just stood with the company. So after I went into their learning school, school, uh, it was just a salon that did not have uh, assistance. So we had okay. to do everything ourselves. So that little school was made to uh, make you learn the ropes go faster, to, uh, do cleaning, uh, do your clients, do your colors, and serve if there's somebody that comes in, you know? Yeah. So many, and answer the telephone. So there was no assistance. We did it all. Yeah. So basically, I became a robot in there. Yeah. And, then, and once they find you're like, you know, pretty good to take, tackle the salons, they move you up to the salon to your choice. So then after I went to the salons and it was another, you know, world. It was very nice, but it was not what I, you know, imagined it was going to be, you know, because no, because, no. you know, different salons, you know, it comes with different people and those people, they're not always nice or motivated as you. Very so, true. Very, very yeah. true. You have to find the people that click with you and are at the same kind of level of motivation as you for sure exactly and I find with time I felt like that company was nice but they kind of molded you to their yeah. form which was okay in my advantage but also I was like oh my god I can't be me I have to dress like that I have to comb myself like this speak like that like at the end of the day I was complete like during the whole day I was one person and yeah. At the end of the day, I was like, oh, my head hurts. I'm like, I can't yeah. deal with this. 
it's not me. This is really not me. Well, it's mentally draining when you have to pretend. Like, they're basically forcing you to pretend to be someone else. Oh, exactly. Even the way we talked, I couldn't speak a certain way. They thought I was... I'm not going to even... I'm sure because I saw the picture there. They mainly say I was too ghetto, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially growing up from where I was. <laughs> it's because we talk when you grow up in a lot of immigrants, you talk in slang. And it's, I don't think it means that we're dumber in yeah. any way. It's just the way we yeah. talk, right? It, it's the slang, like you said. So I had that slang, you know, that little flavor that I was, you know, and it did not match with the company, which is fine. But I felt like sad because you saw the truth, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, it's not like what I thought it was going to be. Um, and then, you you know, also with age, you're like, no, this is me. I am like this. Why would I have to change for somebody? So you exactly. kind of like push it out. And at the end of the day, you just I ended up leaving. Um, I was sad because I clicked with everybody being the little social bug that I am, you know? Yeah. I did so many, like, places. Let's say this person went on maternity leave. I would go to one salon. This place, like, oh, one person broke her arm. I have to go there. They would, like, literally share me with every salon, you know, all the time. And me, like an idiot, because I want, like, because I had no experience and I wanted to like learn. I was like, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah, I'll go there. So I would like go in Montreal with my little suitcase of, you know, tools in the metro and like the bus. I was like, damn, this is hard. But yeah, you hustled, girl. You freaking hustled. though. It was so hard, but I, I'm not going to take away that. I did not like the way the company ran. I liked the people that were in the company and how yeah. much I learned. That yeah. was like priceless. I find it's always like that. You tend to like the people, but not the management. It's usually why, like, I saw a statistic today, actually. It was saying that 75% of people who leave their jobs is literally because of the management. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. But I'm also, like, you know, my parents always taught me to, I need to value my work. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's me or all immigrants think like this or if it's just like a Latino thing. It's like they respect the work, you know, they respect the boss. Like I I can't I never I never in my life you could ask like all my colleagues and my bosses, ex-bosses. I never said, hey, like Mark. Oh, hey, Anne, come over here. I'm like, hey, boss. Hi, boss. Hi. What's up, boss? Like I was boss Because in my eyes, they were like a higher you know rank of me and I was just like uh, I just had to respect that you know that's something that my parents always taught me and they would always say oh no no call me by my first name and I was like yeah that's not happening wrong (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel right you know and I think it's a I don't know if it's an education I don't know whatever I just felt like it was not correct to say their name yeah. And I was like, oh, boss, and all the time, you know. So it was very important to me to just respect the job. So I was very loyal. I always been loyal. I think I had, like, three jobs in my whole life or two. Yeah. Like, I stick it out because I'm I'm very honored to have a job, you know. Yeah. Um, mainly that. But with time, you know, we evolve and we change. I left the company, and I went to work with Zian at her own, her own other place? salon. Oh, no, no, there was a salon in between. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I went to work with them for like eight months. 
it was a huge drastic change. I was like, oh my God, they do so many formations, so many education courses. This is awesome. Yeah. And I thought it was nice because my old company, it was such a huge population of people working there. They can't yeah. afford it. No. You know? And I, I think we would go in formation like, like once every, I don't know, five years, something like oh that. God, yeah. Yeah. It, it really sucked. And if we wanted to, we had to go by ourselves and we had to pay, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. So with time, you know, that was another fun salon and it was smaller. So I thought it was like even easier to communicate. I'm like, oh, you're the boss. Okay, fine. Like this, this, that. And, you know, that's it. And if there's an employee, oh, I could talk to you. And like, it's smaller, you know, it was so much nicer. I found instead of having this huge company that everybody was in competition with each other and they would yeah. create a competition of, uh, you know, this, this salon is better. This salon does more sale, sales, more color. There was like yeah. crazy um, friction, you know, crazy. It makes, friction. It, it makes it, it makes it more catty. It was. Yeah, I remember, especially in those Christmas parties, like, it was huge there, but everybody was, like, separated in their groups, and I yeah. was like, oh, shit, Ugh. you know? It's just not the vibe that you want, you know? No. No, it's not the vibe, and also, like, that's because I'm saying, I was so social, I would talk to everybody, so I would get hate for being social. Right. Like, they're like, oh, you talk to her, oh, you talk to them. And I was like, why not? Yeah, I was like, what the hell, you know, like, I would get hate because I was like friends with everybody. Yeah, a lot. And I was just like, well, that's your problem, you know, like, not mine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care, you know, like, do you? But um, yeah, it was always a problem with competition, a lot of jealousy. Oh, God. It's too much. It's too you much. You stealing somebody else's client. I was oh like, oh my god. Ain't nobody got time for that. I nobody has time for that. You know? Nobody. And um, now you're working at Diane's place. It's been how long now? It's gonna be two, three years. I'm gonna say three. Damn. That's a long time. And how how is like <laughs> now that you're doing to that transition? Do you find that? Oh it's my god. Big difference, it's, eh? It's, especially I remember because it was basically being like uh reborn in a way (laughs) (laughs) because you have to create everything it's I was just like Jen was like yo let's leave this salon and she already left before me so I was like in the salon with the girls like at the old salon sorry and I was like oh my god I'm not happy I want to leave and she's like let's get the fuck out of here and I was like dude no I was like dude I don't have enough clients this is not yeah. gonna work and she was like oh, fuck that. like we're gonna like work it out and I was like oh my god it's stressful I, I was so I was so scared to go on my own you have no idea I was like shitless scared especially I'm such a res- it's annoying being a responsible adult sometimes <clears throat> I know I'm like dude the payments do this oh my god that and um I my boyfriend and her, they're like, do it, do it. You're not happy, like, do it. So I quit and I went with Zan and basically hustled. Basically, Hell yeah. I would have no, I would have like maybe a client, a color correction, and the next day I had nothing. 
And I was like, dude, what the hell am I going to do? And just work hard on my social media. And already there, I did not want to do that. I was like, social <laughs> media? Oh. Like, already my social media was sucked. And I was just like, how the hell am I supposed to do this? It's hard. Like, I'm young, but the younger people, you guys have tricks that we don't know, you know? Yeah. I also find that social media, it's very overwhelming. Oh yeah. So much well, I didn't like I didn't know where to start. I was like, okay, like uh, it's it's hard. It's like marketing. Mm-hmm. It's um socializing. It's yep. it's so much things, but at the same time, at the same time, sorry, you have those personalities, so it's very easy for some people. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like they're doing them, you know. Me on that point, the social game, I was like, okay, I'm gonna play that to my strengths, you know, just, right. you know, I, I find in life, you just deal, you know, the hands that you have, you know, even though if you don't have a good hand, like you just play it the way you think that you should play, it, you know, by your strength. Exactly. And embrace it. And yeah, exactly. Embrace it. I, like, so all my life, people were like, oh my God, you have a big mouth. Like you talk so much. And I was like, well, I'm a big mouth. What, what the fuck you want to do, you know? Like, <laughs> and that's also a positive and a negative but like you know with time you deal you know how to deal and you know tone it down and whatnot but uh yeah so I mainly pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and at the end of the day I wound up with clients I understood the algorithm of Instagram I understood how to post and share and all these hashtags and stories now it's there's real. Gross. Now there's like, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> like I have one reel on my on my page. I didn't even do it. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh my god. So I'm impressed and obsessed with TikTok. Oh, me too. I did not think I was gonna like embark in that. I was like, oh my god, that's a generation thing, you know? Like it's the no. younger people stuff. But no, it's so fun. God. It's fun and it's educational and it's impressive the <clears throat> the creative thing. I'm like this guy is so funny like how the hell do you think of that? Or it's it's so good. It's so I feel good. Like I it's learned so much life hacks on there. Yeah. Yeah, you can learn yeah, anything, fixing cars, fixing drains, you know, you could <laughs> recipes. I was just like that it's even fun because uh, I just find that where generation has to be fast. Yeah. Um, I remember we were talking in the salon, and it was an older hairdresser, like in his fifties, uh, and his clients, and me and my client, and we were talking about um, texting. Yeah. And he was like, "Your generation, you guys don't even text anymore. You guys send gifs. Uh, gifs. Sorry, I don't know what the proper word. Yeah. GIF. I mean, it's fine." Yeah, or memes or emojis, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you could, like, send a couple of emojis and the person got the message, you know? Yeah, I know. And he was like, like, I don't understand that, you know? And I was like, it's even crazier because now you have books, but after you could go on, have you could go and search the review on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then after, if you want it even shorter, you could go on TikTok and you get it even under like, a minute. Yeah. It's shorter, 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 you know? Yeah. And it's just so fast now. Everything is fast, fast, fast. Yeah. I'm exactly. just impressed how um, how this is going. Kind of freaky. It is freaky. <laughs> it's I think that, like, 
it's just with technology thing everything makes it fast i mean it's changed so much in the last 10 years i can only imagine what it's gonna be in another 10 and so where do you where do you see yourself in five years like what are what are your goals I'm hoping that I'm still going to be a hairdresser, hoping that I'm still going to be working with Dan because I love this girl. It's She is amazing at a point that is just fun. She's a um, crazy, hardworking, um, innovating person. And she's so kind. It's not only the work part. It's she's the so sweet. That, oh, girl, like she's kind as hell, like. I I never met somebody so like inspiring not only her job but her mindset. Yeah. Like she's very giving. It's a very very yeah. giving person. Yeah, very giving person. Like it's crazy. And just giving that, you know, you just getting that, sorry, you get so much in return. Yeah. Like your mindset changes and you know, you just evolve as a person for the better. And it's like, I just like it because it's a nurturing relationship and it just nurtures every aspect of my life, I find. So I hope that I'm still working with her because it brings a lot and it's fun and interesting. Yeah. You know? And uh, hopefully that COVID has gone, Lord Jesus. Lord, uh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I just, like... Obviously, everybody's like, oh, yeah, due to COVID, I'm minimalist now, you know. It's true, you know. I just want to have my health and, like, my job because I miss it now. We're not doing it. I know. And we have to do all these random, like, skills to, like, occupy ourselves, but it's not the same thing. It's not. And it's, like, we're such social beings. We love talking to our clients. Like, we see multiple people a day having deep conversations with them. And now we're, like, talking to a freaking wall. We're, like, okay, well, just talking to myself all the time. Exactly. It's true. We are very socially. But I find also that I'm such talkative at at work that when I'm here, I'm, like, uh, I'm almost dead. Like, I'm very yeah. quiet. You drained, but, you drained your battery. Yeah, I drained my battery but I just find now it's I'm just embracing that new side of me that I'm very calmer now and I just find that there's so many other traits that we could um, learn at home that we could also add on to our job um, but obviously it's hard you know you have to push yourself to get there but yeah. I, I find it's not, it's a nice opportunity to be home to also <clears throat> try to push in other ways you know try to be creative think out of the box um, 100% re- reinvent yourself so I think you know there's gonna be some new tr- projects coming up and stuff like that but Ooh, um, that's exciting <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. have a very similar laugh <laughs> me I'm just weird like that <laughs> I know we're like <laughs> like I do that all the time devilish I know I know Um, well I'm really excited for you I'm so excited to see kind of what you got you guys have in store I'm excited for when we open it again and I'll see more of your work I love looking on your story and looking at your transformation so I know what it is about before and afters it's like so satisfying to see I just love seeing that thanks and thank you so much for joining for the, the zoom call today oh thank you you're so like it's just fun to talk to you also it creates more bond with other hairdressers you're amazing i find that this is very special to share 
Um, also, you, you do amazing work. I'm very proud of where you are now, and there's only more to come. You know, it's oh, thank that. you so much. Thank you, thank you.